Hi, and welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular, pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. everybody. Welcome back to the Cyclical Podcast. Today's episode has been a long time coming. Many of you have requested this topic, and I am so grateful that I finally found the perfect guest to talk to us all about oral health, hormones, birth control, and what we can all do to improve the health of our teeth. I got to interview Dr. Lydia Rahman, a biological dentist based out of Beverly Hills, California, and I learned so much in this episode. Like, very soon you'll see why this is like an hour and 20 minute podcast episode (laughs) because there's so much to this conversation and I learned more from her Instagram and in this episode today than every dentist appointment in my life combined and that's coming from someone that has exclusively worked with biological dentists for probably 10 years now. That's how much information is packed into this episode. Some wisdom she shared today just blew me away, like hearing that as women with our big hormone changes that we experience in our lifetime, we are more prone to certain oral health issues. From this episode and from what I learned in our conversation together, now I'm like, oh my God, every woman in the world needs to listen to this episode. Every woman needs to know how their hormones impact their oral health. They need to know that it's not enough to just brush your teeth and floss sometimes to really prevent cavities and receding gum lines and gingivitis. There's a lot more to this, so we have to stop thinking about our mouth as separate, which I know most dentists, unfortunately, act like the mouth is just the mouth. We have to see it as part of the body, and you'll be so amazed and feel so refreshed by her approach to women's health and specifically women's oral health. So like I said, we talk about a lot today. She talks about what biological dentistry really is, why women are more prone to dental problems, how significant life events like pregnancy, egg freezing, and IVF impact our oral health. She talks about birth control and how that affects oral health. And if you have ever been on birth control or if you're currently on it, you need to listen to that segment. She also shares if fluoride is good or are there better alternatives that are proven to be safer key things to know about supporting your oral health while pregnant. And she also answered many of your listener questions about things like mouth breathing, babies, and what things could cause teeth to be crowded later in life. Is Invisalign a healthy thing to do? All the things. I cannot wait to hear the feedback from this episode. So if this episode just like changes your life and makes you ready to find a dentist like Dr. Lydia, I resonate. Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at menstruationqueen, but I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It means so much when you share the episode, and if you do, please just tag me and Dr. Lydia on Instagram. All right, let's dive right in. Hi, Dr. Lydia. I'm so happy to welcome you to the show, and I know we're going to learn so much from you today. How are you doing? I'm great, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are so excited. When I told everyone on Instagram I was interviewing you, <laughs> you should have seen <laughs> the responses. It seems all of us are confused about oh. you know, dentistry and oral health and teeth, and what do you do about 
you know, a million different scenarios. So thank you for doing what you do and having such an amazing Instagram account. And frankly, for talking about things that I've never seen dentists talk about before. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I hope to spread the word more and thank you for having me on because that helps me spread the word. But, um, it's, I just found out today that the Wall Street Journal published an article about mouth taping. Mm. And that to me is like a huge win because when things like that are becoming into mainstream, that's a good sign uh, yeah. about mouth taping and mouth breathing. So that made me really happy. So um, thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to share everything I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People like you, you're making an impact, obviously, if like a mainstream newspaper is talking about something that I'm sure a year ago was like, what? Oh, yeah. Like when I first started talking about this, I got, I wouldn't say backlash, but just it's so new to people. And when something is really new, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you get people and I don't mind them questioning me and, you know, but it's just they it. We can't be breathing through our mouths. That's just like the bottom line. And I think it's the core of health. Mm. And dentists have a huge hand in, in, in patients developing either the breathing process through their mouth or through their nose. And at minimum, just educate our patients. So mm-hmm. when something like that goes on the Wall Street Journal, I'm like, uh, Wall Street Journal, I'm like, okay, all right. So we're making segue, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a big enough of a push for that to happen. And that makes my mommy heart so happy because it's just quality of life for humanity and for children and uh, mothers and everybody. Yes. Yes. And clearly people are really hungry for this information. Um, I mean, even just like your Instagram account, I've learned more from you online than every biological dentist I've ever seen, which is kind of sad, but also a compliment to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying, but yeah, thank you. It it is. It is. I just think that um, uh, what my way of speak, I really like to make it simple, Mm -hmm. make it simple because I like people to simplify things for me. If you do something that I don't know how to do, the way I feel connected to you as a human, before you're even my doctor or my friend or partner, I just feel, need to feel safe with you, that you're going to simplify things for me to, to talk to me in my language. Have mm-hmm. you ever read the book, uh, The Four Love Languages? Or the yes, love languages? yes. And I think, I think there's a love language that is missing amongst practitioners. I just came up with this, by the way, but it just it's <laughs> like God is throwing for me right now. Um, there is a love language, there is a healing language, there's a healing journey, and you need to feel that the practitioner that you're with is talking in your words and in your terms. Mm -hmm. And I like to dumb things down. I really do for myself. So I can like be able to survive at this crazy world. So I think when it comes to medicine as well, we need to do that. We need to simplify things because things are simple. We've Mm -hmm. complicated it. And we've added too many parts to the equation that leave people confused. Yeah. And that's my goal is to simplify it. Like why, why is mouth taping important? It's for breathing. It's for breath. We're meant to breathe through our nose, not our mouth. We eat through our mouth and we breathe through our nose. It's like basic, but we've just managed to, I don't know. Um, I'm guilty of compl- uh, c- c- making things more complex, but it's just really dumbing it down and not dumbing it down in a bad way. Like I dump things down for myself just to simplify it. And I mm-hmm. think that's how... I connect with uh, a lot of people by making them feel heard. Yes, making it yeah easy to understand and 
um, usable too. I think that's the other thing that's often missing in medicine and, uh, and probably many industries, but like, there's a lot of theory and it's very rarely made applicable to what people are actually needing or going through. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You need to have the functional aspect of it. Like Mm -hmm. we have a problem. Okay. What are we going to do about it? Give me a solution. Give me an easy solution that I can start out with. And then let's get into, uh, you know, um, more complex solutions. Just a small example of me. So my older daughter was starting to mouth breathe. Um, it's a lot of it is just, uh, we start getting used to it with improper tongue positioning to let's simplify. I took her to a dear friend of mine and they, we scanned her mouth and we made her something called an alpapines and she hasn't had her lips open at all ever since we put this appliance in because this is an appliance that goes in the mouth that teaches kids where to put their tongue in the right position. Hmm. Boom. That with my functional therapy is solving her problem. We need to simplify that and give very easy, accessible solutions to parents and caretakers and, and mm-hmm. people in general. Um, and that's what I love to do because I can tell you about the problem all day long, but if I don't give you a solution, why listen? <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it just leaves you hopeless. Exactly. And there's always hope. There's always hope in every single situation. That's so refreshing <laughs> to hear. And I have so many questions about, yeah, like with little ones and pacifiers and tongue ties and all that. And we'll get to that here in just a little bit because I'm fascinated to hear what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think first I just want to know what made you go into dentistry and then why did you pick biological dentistry? Was that the goal from the start or did you just feel disillusioned with how modern dentistry is? Such a great question. So that definitely wasn't the goal from the start. Like I wish I knew about biological dentistry um, uh, when I first started. So I come from a family of dentists. It's me and my two brothers. We're all dentists. Um, And uh, we kind of uh, followed in each other's footsteps. But ever since I was young, I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I wanted to be uh, with humans and connecting and touching and, you know, healing. That was just has always been my thing. Um, And I wanted to go into medicine for a little bit. And then once my brother went into dental school, he has a long story as to why he he chose dentistry. Uh, But he went into dental school. And then so I did an internship with a dentist that I really liked when I was in college at UC Davis. And he was incredible. And his mom was his front desk. And I loved the family vibe. And I loved the flexibility in his hours. And I just loved that because I knew I wanted to, you know, have a family one day. And I love that flexibility. Uh, Long story short, I went to UCLA for dental school. It's an excellent school, but they definitely are missing uh, the biological aspect of things and the functional dentistry aspect of things. Um, So I practiced for a few years. I went overseas. I was a conventional dentist and I always felt like wrong when I I would work with insurances and see what insurance covers to see what a patient needed based on their insurance. And it never sat well with me. And I never did that very well because it didn't feel right. So once I came back to America and I saw how like insurance driven offices were ran, I felt something was off. And then we opened up our own office and we were we were insurance driven at the beginning because that was, you know, what everybody knew. I didn't know there was any other option until my baby got sick. I was, uh, I actually, when I was pregnant, I had hyperemesis gravidarum and mm. I was vomiting seven to 14 times a day oh uh, for eight months straight, seven to four, for eight months. So in my ninth month, I stopped vomiting, which was a huge win for me. 
and I developed a dental infection around my implant. Anyways, I was like, oh my God, like there is something wrong with the way we're practicing because it's just, so I created the whole women's dental health movement that is going to be catching on. So many people are coming to me from near and far because of that. And our bodies are not the same as men. Our hormones are not the same as men, especially with everything that we have happening to us, whether it's pregnancy, IVF, uh, egg freezing, a lot, women are going through a lot in their bodies as we are going through these hormonal fluctuations. And then I discovered biological dentistry and I was like, oh my God, there is no way I can go back to practicing conventional dentistry. Root canals are over treated by 80%. Wow. I rarely have root canals anymore in my office. Like it's like 10 to 15, 10 to 20, let's say 20%. Whereas before it used to be a lot more, um, women need hygiene and, and periodontal care a lot more frequently than most men because of these functional like fluctuations in their hormonal, um, balance levels. Um, fluoride is so unnecessary. It's a toxin, especially when we have a replacement such as hydroxyapatite that does the same thing and is non-toxic. So there's just some really basic fundamentals, the way we move, remove amalgam fillings. And obviously we don't put any more amalgam, which are the mercury fillings. Mm-hmm. So it's a complete shift in, in, in practice. And I've always felt it inside, but I never lived it until recently within the past five years. Get an epic story. Yeah. Go, you know, you kind of like swung the pendulum. Totally. I totally <laughs> did. And it was, you know, it's a beautiful swing. Like I, I don't want to like bad talk, like ill talk the way conventional, mm-hmm. I mean, they need to like conventional dentistry needs to change. There's yeah. fundamentally, we are harming patients. And I'd like to think and believe that we aren't consciously harming patients. Um, we're doing our best with what we know at the time we know. And that's what mm-hmm. I did before. But I think what is a little upsetting or disheartening is the dentists who aren't even open to listening to the the correct the correct way with right. which so that's what I'm trying to make an impact in. Mm-hmm. We all know there's lots of dentists that even if you brought a PubMed article about fluoride to wouldn't read it, and that's sad. So resistant. There is mm-hmm. a huge resistance, and even like colleagues of mine at UCLA and. Um, who are heavily into the pro-fluoridation. And the more and more I'm learning, the more I'm reading, it's like, it's, it's incredible that they haven't hopped on the bandwagon, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that everyone is going to eventually shift because it's the right way. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in the goodness in people and humanity and at, at, at the core of, and sometimes it takes a health issue sometimes to wake people up, or I would say most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, when you have a health issue, you start questioning, you start wondering, you start being like, oh my God, there is another way because this isn't serving me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I really believe in the power of uh, the collective power and what we are all are doing, whether it's you through your podcast, me in my office and through my work, it will impact the whole world. I really believe that. It really will. And things like this, you know, give people the awareness and you know hopefully this causes a ripple effect of more people to even know about biological dentistry and you know the demand is going to change to that direction and hopefully more dentists get on board 
I hope so. And I think so. I, I, I just had someone, so I work in Beverly Hills and, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I wouldn't say lonely out there. There aren't a lot of biological dentists out there, but there's a specific periodontist who's a gum specialist that we refer patients back and forth to each other. And he, he doesn't, uh, he didn't believe in ozone or biological dentistry, you know, and I love him as a person. He's a great person, but just, uh, um, um, professionally we don't agree on a lot of things <laughs> and he's a lot older than me so it's so hard when you're telling someone a lot older than you like I don't agree with the way you're practicing certain things anyways long yeah. story short he calls me he's like Lydia what are you doing on this xyz patient and it's a pretty uh it's someone that most of us know and I'm like I, I what do you mean am I doing anything wrong you know he's like no her like lab results came back and her oral DNA like it, we we measure the different types of bacteria that we have in our mouths He's like, she had a history of really severe gum disease and her tests came back as a normal, healthy person, which he rarely sees. I'm like, wow. I've been doing ozone cleanings on her every two months. Like, I just, I, I was like, that's what I've been doing. That's the only thing I've changed in her. I haven't done anything else. And he's like, oh my God, can you give me your ozone machine wrap? <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> So that's another win, you know, that's a little win as, 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 uh, as, as we go through our journey. So, um, yeah, I, more and more dentists will catch on. I think so. Yeah. Well, for everyone listening that doesn't know what a biological dentist is, how would you summarize that? So biological dentist, I like to call biological dentists or true biological dentists, whole body dentists. So when you come to an exam in my office and any true biological dentist, we look at your whole body. We look at not, I look at the teeth very, very, very last. I want to know about you. I want to know about your lifestyle. I want to know about your stress levels, your diet. What do you love to snack on? What's your favorite drink? I want to know about how, if you're a woman, what kind of hormonal fluctuations you've had in your life. Um, how many times you've been pregnant, how many miscarriages, abortions, um, how long you've had birth control if you do take birth how, how long, sorry, you've taken birth control if you do take birth control. Um, what kind of medications? Are you on antidepressants, anti-anxiety? So we go, we delve into your body, what's going into your body, because what you're consuming is going to impact your mouth. If you have poor gut health, you're going to have poor, poor oral health. Um, if you have uh, pH imbalances, we measure your pH in your mouth, for example. Um, we do a head and neck exam. We palpate your muscles. Uh, and, and, and then we take a look at your teeth and we x-ray your teeth and we come up with diagnoses and treatment plans. Because if we don't understand your body and if you're mouth breathing or not, um, if we don't understand your body as a whole, there is no way we can truly heal you from an oral health perspective. We take vitamin D levels. We check micronutrients, K2, magnesium, D, all of it. And we really look at you as a whole body and not just a set of teeth. And that's the difference between mm -hmm. biological and conventional. Yeah. I think you're going to have like a couple thousand people suddenly um, <laughs> coming to your office after this. <laughs> We're like, uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> It really is amazing and life-changing. Like when I see patients coming from near and far and like they've just like, they're like, oh my God, no one's ever asked us this question. No one's ever taken the time. Like people need someone that will sit 
and listen. I'm here to listen to you as my patient and tell me, talk to me. Because if you don't feel comfortable with me enough to talk to me and tell me honestly about your whole body and the stresses in your life and what medications you're taking and why and what you're drink, then we are not a right fit because I cannot help you heal if I don't know the full story. So it's a, it's a connection. I call our first appointment the connection appointment. Mm. If we don't have a strong connection appointment, which I do like 98% of the time, but if we don't have a strong connection appointment, it's not going to work. It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm your guide. I'm not your boss. I'm not like, you know, I love being a doctor, but doctor doesn't make me, I'm at your level guiding you and helping you through your journey. Yes. And there needs to be trust and connection. And I think I've always had that even before I was quote unquote, a biological dentist or practicing in a more holistic manner, because that's something that's a feeling that's not taught, but it's really come to heart and for fruition since I became a mom and I've discovered my mission and my purpose in that I don't want pregnant women to suffer with irreversible dental disease. And I don't want children to it's dental decay is the number one chronic decay in the world. And the number one reason for missed school days in America, that doesn't have to be the case at all because it's so preventable. Um, so yeah, I can go on and go on. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the difference. And it's just a more wholesome. And I feel like when I became a doctor, I took a Hippocratic oath. And it was only when I became a biological dentist that I feel like I am fulfilling that Hippocratic mm -hmm. oath to do no harm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it is really bizarre, honestly, that, you know, modern dentistry really acts like the mouth and the teeth are separate from the rest of the body. And, yeah. you know, this may even come out bad, but I've often thought modern dentistry feels kind of barbaric. Like it's yeah. a lot of like scraping and yanking and um, removal. Yeah. And there's not really any talk ever about, you know, the things you talk about, which is remineralization and getting to the root and addressing um, the causes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, one of the most interesting things you posted about online is, you know, about how female hormones impact our teeth. And that's just, it seems obvious now, but I remember at the time seeing that post being like, what? Yeah. I've never had a dentist say anything <laughs> like that to me. So can you yeah. share about that? Why is our oral health different to a man's? What about our hormones specifically impacts our teeth? That's such a great question. And it's the core of why I got into what I'm in. Um, so for when I was when I got pregnant, I, I want to share a story just uh, to to to, mm -hmm. to to it'll kind of sum it up. Um, so when we're pregnant, or even as women, so we first go through our menstrual cycle as we're an early teen, and now women are having pregnant uh, women are having their periods a lot earlier. But that's the first hormonal fluctuation that we go through, and then um, a few years later we get pregnant. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, and then we're having children a little later in life. So a lot of my friends are freezing their eggs and I've seen that process and I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's really gnarly mm -hmm. the amount of hormones they need to inject. Yeah. And because we're getting pregnant later, a lot more IVF is happening, which is a beautiful technology for parents who want to have families, but it's also very, very, very taxing on a woman's body, physically, mm -hmm. mentally, dentally, because of the estrogen, progesterone, injected 
And I have patients who have gone through 20 rounds of IVF and they never oh knew anything about the oral health connection. So let's talk about these hormones, okay? So you have estrogen, progesterone, and there's something that a pregnant woman releases towards the end of her pregnancy that will help her have the child naturally. It's called relaxin. And that's something a lot of women don't know about. Um, so you want relaxin. Let's talk relaxin first because estrogen and progesterone are, you know, you we know a lot about. So let's talk about something that we don't really know as much about. So we need relaxin to relax our 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 what's it called? Our ligaments so that you're able to push your baby out. You, we really love that hormone relaxin when you're when you're in labor. You want a lot of relaxin to relax. But what happens is that we have periodontal ligaments around every single one of our teeth in our mouth. It's called PDL, our periodontal ligaments. So hormones don't discriminate. We have relaxin receptors around the lig- in the ligaments around our teeth. And those are also stimulated during pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum. Um, and a lot of t- moms, a lot of women go through tooth movement soon during soon after childbirth or during the pregnancy and couple that with one, two, three, four, five pregnancies. I'm getting a lot of moms coming in. They have had multiple pregnancies. They're like, Dr. Lydia, my teeth have shifted. Why have my teeth shifted? Like Mm -hmm. I need Invisalign again. I need braces again. And I really hate how they're shifting. And it's because of the relaxin and also the clenching and the grinding that goes in with sometimes becoming a mother, sleepless nights, sleep deprivation, mental um, m- mental challenges. I was severely depressed after my first um, child postpartum. So relaxin is a huge thing. So if you've had a history of braces or Invisalign and you've straightened your teeth, I would definitely be wearing my retainers during my pregnancy and after I deliver to make sure that my teeth don't move as our hormones are settling mm. in our body in the postpartum phase. Interesting. So, yeah, it's very, very, very important because once our teeth start shifting, other things start happening. Our bite, malocclusion develops. And when malocclusion develops, if you're biting on one tooth more than the one side, more than the other side, that can cause TMD, that can hurt your joint, your temporomandibular joint, that can cause headaches, migraines. So it's so connected. Um, and my, my own mother-in-law, she told me my left side of my mouth with every pregnancy shifted in towards the inside little by little. And now you see it. There's an asymmetry in her mouth when she smiles. She sees a lot more teeth on one side and a lot less teeth on the other hmm. side because they've shifted. And a lot of women go through this and it's just not talked about. It's, it's, it, it isn't. Let's talk about estrogen. Estrogen makes you, as a pregnant woman, even like during our menstrual cycles or birth control, when you're ingesting a lot of estrogen, it makes your gums very, very, very sensitive um, to plaque and things that we eat throughout the day. So gingivitis develops quicker and gingivitis becomes more severe really quickly. And that's why I'm very, very, very hungry to prevent the gingivitis from spreading to the gums only. When gingivitis is in your gums, it's gingivitis is infection of your gums around your teeth. That is reversible. You get a few great dental cleanings, you up your hygiene, you, 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 change, you shift, you take a few supplements, and you know we can usually reverse that. But once it goes to your bone, it becomes periodontitis, and that's irreversible. 
So that we want to nip things in the butt when we're still in the gingivitis stage. And people with hormonal fluctuations, as in birth control takers, pregnancy, IVF, etc., that estrogen makes you a lot more likely to develop a severe case of gingivitis. So, hmm. yeah. So besides gingivitis, what else are women a little more prone to due to hormones than, say, a man? So gingivitis, yes. Dental decay, because when you have gingivitis, that's an infection. That's And leave that chronic inflammation in for a little bit longer than you should. Um, it's increased acidity. That increased acidity causes um, inflammation, like that overall inflammation in the mouth can cause an increased risk of dental decay that also causes an increased risk of uh, TMD problem TMD issues um, I forgot what the exact stat was but women undergo a lot more TMJ issues so TMJ stands for temporomandibular joint so that's the actual joint when you have a disorder in your temporomandibular joint that's called TMD temporomandibular disorder and women are, I think, three times more likely to go through TMD because of these hormonal fluctuations. They found links, for example, uh, women who have taken birth control for an extended period of time. Because you're getting synthetic estrogen and progesterone, your body uh, forgets or your body stops making natural estrogen and progesterone. Mm-hmm. And that impacts your TMJ uh, significantly. So... Um, yeah, all those, any sort of oral disease that is um, inflammation driven is more likely to happen in a woman that has multiple hormonal surges throughout her life. Um, Yeah, so I'm seeing it day in, day out in my practice. That's so wild. Excuse me. I don't know why my voice (laughs) is weird all of a sudden. Um, That's so wild to hear you even talk about birth control, you know, because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, when you're pregnant, you know, women are more likely to have cavities or just, yeah, you hear about a lot of that, but nobody's talking about the birth control piece. And I think you were the first person that connected that dot. And I was like, oh my God, just add that like to reason number nine or not reason, but thing number 9,000, you know, that your OB doesn't tell you when they prescribe you birth control. Oh my God. I, the, the other day I cleaned, um, my hygienist cleaned the teeth of a beautiful 25 year old woman who's been on birth control for like six years. And I tell you, it was a bloodbath. If you saw her mouth, bloodbath, like a 25 year old young woman shouldn't have that severe of gingivitis. And I, I strongly link that to her birth control. And she said that my gum started bleeding quite significantly more after, um, I started my birth control. And unfortunately, birth control doesn't only mess with that, it messes with your mind <laughs> and your yeah. mental health. And I, I have a very close friend. She's like, I, I felt crazy all the years I was on birth control. Mm-hmm. So anyone taking birth control, just look deeper, dig deeper, see other ways, see what you're taking the birth control for. Like it drives me nuts when people tell me, oh, I, they put me on birth control for my acne. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, it's. And if it's truly for birth control that you're taking birth control, there are other ways um, mm-hmm. that you can achieve that. And I mean, I'm not, it's not in my realm to advise. I just tell patients to look further because it's impacting um, their mouth uh, mm-hmm. big time. And what happens when 
that sort of inflammation is in your gums, I believe that your gums and your teeth tell a lot about what are going, what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole body. So if your gums are that inflamed and it's a bloodbath during your dental cleanings, just think about what's going on in the rest of your body. So if yeah. something, a medication is causing that to happen, I'd be very weary about taking it, especially for prolonged periods of time. And yeah. that also stresses out women. And then stress is a huge underrated thing talked about and th- that's not talked about in dentistry. When you're stressed, you're more likely to suffer from broken teeth. You're mm-hmm. more likely to suffer from dental decay. Uh, 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 from a n- neglect perspective, when you're stressed and you're having a hard time in life, you're not going to sit and floss every night and brush your teeth for adequate amounts of time and tongue scrape and really enjoy, like take care of your teeth. Because your mind is suffering. When I was really depressed, my mind was suffering. So I didn't take as well care of myself. If I didn't have my brother cleaning my mouth every single month, literally, not exaggerating, my mouth would have been destroyed, especially my back molars. So um, birth control is really serious. And and its impact on on oral health um, is very, very, very evident. That is so fascinating to hear. And we know, you know, there's many PubMed articles about the nutrients that oral contraceptives deplete. And then you're saying, you know, the synthetic estrogen and progestin affect the teeth. Why else do you think birth control is affecting the teeth? Like, is it the the minerals that it's stripping or what do you think? So what happens, so we also, so our oral tissue is very similar to our vaginal tissue. I don't know Mm. if you knew that. Okay, so it's the same. Histologically, it's very similar composition of tissue if you look at it under the microscope, which makes sense because both tissue, for example, if they're cut, they they heal within 24 to 48 hours. There's a quick turnaround in the tissue. So we also have estrogen and progesterone receptors in our mouth. Okay, so that's 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 that takes me back to your question when you asked me about like why women's health. What is it? You know. So we have estrogen and progesterone receptors in in the mucosal lining in our mouth, in our gums. Uh, And we have relaxin receptors in our periodontal ligaments. And when you are pregnant and you have that influx of progesterone and estrogen, these receptors, again, are stimulated by the hormone. The hormones don't discriminate. And it just... And that pretty much answers your question. Like, we have these receptors in our mouth. We have these hormonal, sex hormone receptors in our mouth. And when we are going through these hormonal surges, they're going to be um, uh, stimulated and things happen. Uh, More blood flows to that area. The sensitivity rises. So many women, for example, postpartum suffer from sensitivity, like dental sensitivity. Mm I hear that day in and day out, and um, and I I suffered from that as well when I was um, after my second uh, childbirth after Joy was born, and I I healed it naturally with a specific sort of toothpaste and a, and a protocol that I follow at night that I share with all my pregnant patients. Um, the 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 structure of our teeth change while we're pregnant and especially while we're breastfeeding after uh, we deliver. So it's so important to pay attention to all the minerals that we're consuming, all the supplements that we're consuming and taking really good care of supporting our bodies 
as we're feeding our child, we really need to feed ourselves. And it's not just minerals and supplements. It's also mental and it's also having a connection with that dentist that you trust that you need to visit frequently. And it's just, it's so connected. So I hope that answers your question. Totally. And makes me want to drive to Beverly Hills to come see you. Because I think I'm doing pretty okay, you know, being pregnant. But I'm like, I need to know what you know. Yeah. How far along are you, by the way? I'm 30 weeks right now. Okay. All right. You're almost there. Yeah. You know, go to your local dentist and get a great cleaning. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, get an awesome cleaning right now. Because right now, you know, hormones are still like, it's, it's, you know, it's just so good for you and for your baby to get your teeth cleaned right now. Just make okay. sure that your gums are under control and be flossing mm-hmm. every single night. And if you bleed, that's okay. That's a great thing if you bleed because you're letting out that infection and it's got not getting trapped into your gums and that goes to your body. You know, and one thing you asked is about, about like biological dentistry and whole body dentistry. Like they're finding bacteria that are that cause gum disease and dental disease in uh, autopsies of heart attack patients alzheimer patients um the cedar sinai it's a hospital one of a very famous hospital local to us they send us tons of patients to clear patients for lung transplant kidney transplants now if they're taking that very seriously that they don't want any dental infections before they get a new lung or a new heart or a new new you know liver I take it really seriously as a woman, as I'm growing a child in my body to make sure none of that bacteria travels to my baby. It's, it, to me, it's, it's, to, to me, it's, it's common sense that it's just, it's crazy that, you know, it's, it's there. Like, so if you're growing a baby, take care of the environment that baby is living in. Um, so yeah. It does make sense as you're saying it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but like, why does <laughs> no one else talk about this? I guarantee if I went to just, you know, a random dentist here that's not biological, I bet, you know, whatever amount of money you want, they wouldn't say that. No, they they, they wouldn't. But you know what? They also didn't suffer from hyperemesis gravidarum and almost yeah. lose their... T- so I walked around with no front truth, uh, tooth in the days before where we needed to wear masks. Um, so it's, it, it, I, losing my tooth and getting a severe infection where that caused me to lose my tooth, that turned a light bulb in my mouth, in my mouth, that turned the light bulb in my head. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, you know, we, we, we just, so hopefully more and more doctors will talk about that. I'm, I'm really praying and hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With pregnancy specifically, do you have one or two guidelines that you would give to anyone that's pregnant right now or wants to be pregnant in really essential pieces to care for their teeth? It sounds like regular cleanings is really, really important. Yes. Such a great question. Vitamin K2 is very important for pregnant women, not only for the mom, but also for the developing baby. And K2 is needed to uh, uptake calcium into the cell and deposit it in the right in, in the right area. So you need D3 and K2 to uptake calcium. I don't know just culturally where I'm from. You know, when a woman's pregnant, it's like take vitamin. Uh, you need to take calcium. Calcium. Drink milk. Drink milk. Calcium. Mm-hmm. Calcium. Calcium. Like that's what you know. Culturally, a lot of cultures you know drill in you. And I remember just growing up in that. 
and when I got pregnant, it was the first thing my grandma told me, like, you have to take a lot of calcium. And I love her to death. Bless her heart. She passed. But um, she that's what they know. You need the K2 to update the calcium and to deposit that calcium in the right areas, whether it's your teeth and your bone for mom and for baby. And K2 is very important as well for the fetal development of the dental organs as well. So I'd say that's a very underrated thing that that's not talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do want to conceive, I would say the number one thing is to take care of any dental decay. Not only take care of it, find out why you received it in the first place. Why do you have dental decay? Because I always say this, and I can say this because I'm a dentist or else I'd like offend a lot of dentists. You can teach a monkey how to do a dental filling or to drill on a tooth. You literally can teach a monkey. Like they're very smart, these monkeys or a robot, you know, I have great hand skills. I'm proud of them, but I can teach my hand skills to someone else. Right. But we need to be as proper healers and proper dentists. We need to find out why are you getting these dental cavities? Is it your diet? Is it your nutrient levels? Is it your breathing habits? Are you mouth breathing or are you nasal breathing? Um, do, you, do you have a phobia? How's your mental state when it comes to going to the dentist? What's your stress level? What's your lifestyle like? So you really need to go into all of these to find out why you have the cavity that you have. So if I wanted to get pregnant, I'd make sure I have no, no cavities because I'd want the bacterial low. I, I want a good microbiome in my mouth because that microbiome is also being transferred to my baby pre and postpartum. So d- take care of your gums and your teeth. And any habits that you have. So if you do mouth breathe, and that's the root cause of your bad breath and tonsil stones and dental decay, because this is classic. I just had a guy from San Diego. He's gone over to 30 dentists to find out why he keeps getting dental decay and he has the worst breath in the world. Horrible breath. And handsome guy. Like you see him, you're like, oh my God, like the breath does not follow with what you see. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I feel so sorry. Like it's really bad for your partner. Like, I don't even know if a partner would, you know, like anyways, I'm, (laughs) and we, we joke about that him and I now, but literally he was mouth breathing chronically and he didn't know. So he got his nose fixed. He got his nasal surgery to where he actually opened up. This is one surgery. If you cannot breathe through your nose at all, you need to get it surgically fixed. If that's the only option on like there's other uh, homeopathic natural ways that you can open up your nasal airway function. But if you can't, you need to get surgery. He got surgery. He's three months out. We got him on a one month recall schedule where we clean his teeth monthly. And then boom, now he can breathe through his nose. His tonsil stones haven't fully gone away, but they've really improved. He has no more bad breath and he feels amazing. He feels like a newborn man. Good for him. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really nice story because, you know, a, a lot of people, first of all, think that I only work with women. I work with both, but it's mostly women. But uh, my brother sees a lot of the husbands of my patients. <laughs> but this guy came to me from like a referral on Instagram who someone I care about a lot. And she's like, please, can you take care of him? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he like literally he works out. He eats well. Everything is perfect. So if you're suffering from bad breath, you need to find out why. Why are you suffering from bad breath? If you have that cavity, find out why. If a dentist won't dig deep with you to figure it out, I'm not saying I know it all because I'm far from, like I don't at all, but you bet I will fight and dig with you to find out the root cause of your problem. If it, if it, whether 
I ask specialists in my area, whether we get more tests, blood tests, refer you to functional medicine doctor, fix your bite, whatever it is, you need to feel like your dentist is on your side and fighting your fight with you. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, I'm obviously very passionate about this and it's just, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, I want to talk to you all day. You're just amazing. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So really interesting on all of that. Um, yeah. And thank you. That's, that's interesting for my own information as yes. well as I'm yeah. growing my baby. Yes. Yes. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is fluoride because obviously I, I've already kind of understood your thoughts on it, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, or not even your thoughts, right? What the research shows that it is toxic. Yeah. Um, however, so I remember going fluoride free years and years ago and buying, you know, fluoride free toothpaste and just doing everything I thought was right. And I definitely was still having some oral problems, which could have been rooted in other things, but it literally was in the last maybe six months to a year that again on Instagram, <laughs> I learned mm-hmm. about hydroxyapatite and I yes. was just like, are you kidding me? I've been doing this thing thinking I'm doing better, but then I'm finding out that toothpaste, if it's just fluoride free, then has no active ingredient to really do a whole lot. Is that yes. true? Absolutely. If you're if you have a fluoride-free toothpaste without any hydroxyapatite, you might as well save the money and brush with like coconut oil or like water. <laughs> oh no, coconut oil. If you want coconut oil, like a lot of people love coconut oil, but um, we all need a little bit of help. Okay, so I have patients that are like, but we still have some conventional patients in our holistic practice because they just, you know, they're, they're very dedicated. They love us, but they don't understand the whole holistic, you know, holistic way and and biological way of thinking. So I start dropping information to them slowly because I don't want to lose them as just, you know, I, I, the way I look at every single patient, every interaction, they're kind of like a messenger. So if I give them a very beautiful message about fluoride, they'll go and they'll share it with their family and their friends. And then Someone from there will go share it with their family and friends. So um, uh, fluoride is toxic. Bottom line, if anybody has any questions about that or is unsure, I can send them over 40 articles that uh, have proven uh, that that toxicity has been proven in. It's just, I wouldn't want it near my kids. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want it near myself, near my husband, near anyone I care about. I, Mm -hmm. I, I... what, do, what fluoride does is it does strengthen tooth structure. So it does work to strengthen tooth structure biolog- like on a, a chemical uh, level. But I don't want to mess up my body doing that, right? Fixing my, I can live without my teeth, but I can't live without my pineal gland, okay? Or I'd like not to live without my pineal <laughs> gland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the hydroxyapatite is a fluoride replacement that um, works just the same as fluoride. It, it literally, it strengthens your teeth and it's naturally found in our bone. It strengthens our bone. And uh, what I do with fluoride-free hydroxyapatite full toothpaste is that I leave it in my mouth overnight to let it work its magic. And the more you use it and the more that hydroxyapatite filled toothpaste is on our teeth, the better it works and it has the same impact 
and as fluoride does. So why use something toxic? This is what behooves me with conventional dentists that won't get off the fluoride train. You have a non-toxic replacement. Why yes. aren't you getting on board? But I'm still hopeful that one day they will hop off because CNN recently published an article about hydroxyapatite. When CNN Ooh. comes, yes, yes, yes. There's hope. So there is hope. There is hope. Into so yeah. So I'm. I am. I'm. The more I'm learning about fluoride, like I'm always open to learning and more and more and more. And the more articles I'm reading, it's just like it's so obvious to me why that shouldn't be, especially in our water. Um, I want to say a note for moms, for example, who are formula feeding their children, make sure your water doesn't have any fluoride. That's so, so, so important because for their little bodies, the fluoride in the water will impact their little bodies a lot more than it would impact mine or yours because we're full grown Mm -hmm. adults. Um, So that's one huge thing that um, I, I like to spread. You know what boils my blood though is sometimes, you know, when you go to Walmart or whatever, there are like in the baby section, there's like quote baby water that specifically advertises it has fluoride in it for healthy teeth. Uh, oh my God. I know. I know. I see that. And it, it just breaks my heart. And that's why we need me and you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, let's just put it at that. But yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's horrible because Brushing and flossing don't prevent cavities. They're one piece of the pie. You know, everyone thinks, oh, I'm not brushing enough or not flossing enough. No. What are you, like, I call it, I, there's five pillars to optimal oral health, and brushing and flossing is only one pillar. Mm. So people producing that water are very oblivious, and, and it's going to come to a point where it's carelessness. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Eventually they'll catch on because just recently the FDA said, oh, mercury, like mercury fillings, we don't recommend them anymore, the amalgam fillings. It was just a few yeah. years ago. <laughs> so, but let's not wait until it's too late. Let's not wait until children are poisoned with this fluoride, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's do our own research. Let's advocate for ourselves and truly become our own doctors because yeah. at the end of the day, only you know how to take care of yourself best. You just need to find the right team to help you. Exactly. And if you're waiting for, yeah, the FDA or the government to advise you, you're going to be waiting a while, right? Because how many of us had mouths full of mercury fillings and now the FDA is like, oh, well, (laughs) yeah, maybe that wasn't good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it is nuts, but um, yeah, (laughs) that's my take on fluoride. (laughs) Don't use it. But use hydroxyapatite instead. Or if you yes. want to go all fully natural, just do the coconut oil. But I don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. I, reckon I, I recommend coconut oil pulling mm-hmm. um, as many times as you want throughout the week, but not a replacement for toothpaste. Yes. Uh, I've been using the toothpaste Boca. Is there, do you like that one or is there one you like better that has hydroxyapatite? You know, Boca is great. Um, there's, um, there's Risewell. So there's okay. Risewell, there's Boca, and there's Bite. Those are the three main ones that uh, I'm exposed. I know there's a lot of toothpaste companies are hopping on the hydroxyapatite wagon, mm-hmm. but I personally use Risewell because I don't like the strength of the mint in Boca, but some people don't feel that Risewell is strong enough, mm-hmm. so they like Boca more. So it really comes okay. down to personal preference, but either or I think are great. Okay. Awesome. 
Well, I have one more question for you. And then I have a couple listener questions that sure. people submitted. Um, you talked about the pillars. So maybe that will kind of be the answer to this question. But, you know, if you could pay for a billboard in LA that says, you know, three or so key things that you wish everyone knew to support their oral health, what would those things be? Wow. What a great question that is. Wow. I'd, I'd put the, a billboard of, or of the five pillars or so, and I'll discuss the five pillars, either that, or if you're breathing with your mouth open, mm-hmm. if you're sleeping with your mouth open, you're, you're like, you're not living an optimal quality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two things. So, um, the five pillars, so brushing and flossing. So personal hygiene, what we do at home. Okay. Um, second pillar is your dentist having a dentist that you connect with that you trust that you visit frequently because ironically the more you get your teeth cleaned the less problems you have the the more frequent you visit for checkups and just pure hygiene the less problems you'll have first of all we catch problems a lot earlier and we prevent them from happening in the first place so the third pillar is the diet pillar and I think it's really important for people to be aware that what the, the nutrients that we ingest, the drinks that we drink, um, the quality of the food that, that nourish us or deplete us really have a lot to do with our optimal oral health. So um, I follow the Weston Price um, guidelines. I strongly believe in what, he, what his teachings are for anyone who's not aware of it, of, of who Weston Price is. Please, please, please look him up. But literally, he um, he researched what our ancestors ate and why they didn't have as many dental cavities and issues that we do, in a nutshell. And uh, it really comes down to, 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 to diet. So we consume a lot of raw milk in our house, liver, broth, um, hard, crunchy vegetables. Especially, That's really important for children to to take vegetables in their actual forms and to play with them and to consume them, of course, under the supervision of an adult, um, that not only allows them to explore these beautiful foods, but also allows their jaws to get used to the crunch and stimulate their bone uh, to develop better and um, to just develop optimally. It's very important for children to eat and consume um, foods in their whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that it's called baby lead weaning, um, and of course, again under the supervision of an adult. But for example, I was li- giving my children like celery sticks, full carrots, um, cashews under my supervision. Again, very important that you supervise the child, but that allows the child to play with the textures, with the hardness of the food. And um, their nuts are great foods, but ch- a lot of children don't consume them because parents are very worried about choking hazard. And of course, I am too. I have two children of my own, but I'm very careful. Cashews are great. Brazilian nuts have a ton of selenium, mm-hmm. but our food and our diet is so, so important for optimal oral health. So I covered um, personal hygiene at home, connection with your dentist, a diet. Uh, supplementation and micronutrient levels. So it's really important when you do get your blood tests every year, it's not just checking for the basic things that a conventional doctor would look at. Um, Look at your magnesium levels, look at your D levels, um, uh, uh, the B vitamin levels, vitamin A's. It's so important to know your baseline to see where you need to supplement. 
uh, vitamin K2 and natural sunlight, vitamin D3 are very, very important for optimal dental and bone health as a whole. Mm -hmm. And the reason K2 and D3 are so important is because they uptake calcium. They bring, they take calcium, they bring it in, and then they redirect it to the proper place. So if you're deficient in K2 and you're sufficient in D3, that channel cannot work properly. You need the balance between the two. And magnesium is so, so important. So supplementation is so important. And the last pillar is habits. If you're breathing through your mouth, say you're doing everything correct in the other four pillars, you are messing up your microbiome and, and ultimately your, your body as a whole. So we look for patterns um, like uh, uh, breathing, uh, thumb sucking in children, extended pacifier use, uh, extended blanket sucking um, in adults, mouth breathing. Um, so it's really important to look at the way that tongue positioning, tongue posture, where the tongue is located in your mouth. Um, we look at all of that, and those consist of the five pillars. Of course, that billboard will, won't have all that information I went through, <laughs> but if it's presented in a beautiful way that you have these five pillars to oral health, it'll get people to start thinking, hmm, it's not just brushing and flossing, because that's all people focus on, brushing and flossing, brushing and flossing, and that's just, I'd say, 20% of the pie. So fascinating. And, you know, I think we can all make a GoFundMe account to get a really big billboard and put <laughs> all so of cute. that there. <laughs> I love you. Oh, my God. Yes, let's do it. That and one more thing, one more thing that I'm going to start sharing a little more about and it's flossing. Um, I don't tell patients, oh, you have to floss. I say you have to floss the teeth you want to keep. And I'm serious about that mm. because if you're not flossing the te- your teeth, you're like telling your body, I don't want to keep these teeth forever. And for me, I'd like to die old, healthy, with a full set of teeth in my mouth. That's how I feel about things. So mm-hmm. if you're not flossing, it's like you're going to the bathroom, number two, and you're not wiping correctly. God, that, that's a horrible that, visual. <laughs> it is. And that's what's happening in between our mouth. And I see it day, day in, day out as I'm removing these cavities. It like becomes really, really, really disgusting. It causes bad breath. It causes microbiome offset. And it's just, it causes a slew of issues and it can and it's easily preventable. So I think that those two would be my main things on the billboard. Amazing. <laughs> um, I'm also so happy you mentioned Weston A. Price. And I know it's sad, right? We have to be like scared to talk about diet because inevitably someone that's vegan is going to be offended by this. Yes. It's just like, yeah. I can't, I just can't care anymore. <laughs> it's like I walked on eggshells about it for so long and now I'm like, whatever. You, um, you know, if they're going to get offended, they have growing to do. Yeah. Um, and that's just how I feel about everything. I, I'm, uh, I'm done being politically correct mm-hmm. with everything, but I just don't want to engage with wars with anybody. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm giving this information, what we're seeing on day in, day out in our practice yeah. as like as an actual dentist. I'm not just talking out of my, you know, like, you know what? So, um, so if someone wants to get offended, that's fine. I honor that, but they can get offended in their realm and they can do their research. And a lot of times, honestly, a lot of them are suffering from bad dental decay or mm-hmm. uh, gum disease. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm here to help them. But until they open their mind, you know, just open their heart to listen to the other side and to actually do the research about this whole veganism. I know I'm going to get a lot of haters now, but I don't care. 
let's just 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 do just do the the research that's all i want to say and yeah. um but whatever floats your boat whatever sits right with you but if you're trying to hear, heal gum disease and dental disease and you keep getting cavities um and you've done everything else right your diet may be the missing component boom mic drop <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. You speak in my language. Yeah. I just love yeah. this. You know, and I've had a few, a few patients, like I really respect, I have like this amazing friend. She's Indian. She's vegan. Like it's, it's, it's a religious, it's, I get it. I respect it. But what I love about her, she's open to hearing everything. And, um, she kind of finally re- felt for herself that she needed to consume high quality meat like once every two weeks. Yeah. And she told me she feels better now. Like she's feeling better. So I'm not saying you shouldn't be vegan. I'm not here to criticize anyone. I'm just the only thing that bothers me is when someone who is vegan and I'm talking about optimal diet for optimal oral health, they come under attack. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to accept that because that's just immature and unwise. Um, And I'm not I'm here to help and not to. um, Yeah. I'm yeah. here to help. Yeah. And let's normalize amazing people like your friend who, that's the 100%. thing. I think it becomes like so woven into someone's personality that they sometimes know that it's causing them harm, but they're so uh-huh. rigid in it. And so to hear that she knew what was right for her and was open to softening some of her rigid beliefs is like really 100%. commendable. Hundred percent, and I told her that, and it took us like a couple of years to get there. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't happen overnight. And I'm not saying that I'm every vegan. I want them to be eating not at all. But she tried everything to heal her body and to heal her dental cavities, mm-hmm. and she continued getting dental cavities. And some people are a lot more sensitive to their diets than others. I think ultimately all of us are going to be very. You know, when you're younger, you're more invincible. You can eat whatever <laughs> you want, and you're fine. Yeah. But as you as you'll see after you have a baby, your body changes a little bit. And you're, I didn't like to eat a lot of meat for just personal reasons. I just didn't like meat. I didn't like the taste of meat. But now there's certain times of the month where I need that. Like my mind and my body needs it. And I feel superior. I feel better. I am a happier human because I'm def- deficient and so many nutrients if I don't eat it when I need to eat it. So it's really mm-hmm. important to be in tune to your body and to listen to your body and not all the trendy noise that's out there. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, and follow your, 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 your heart and your gut. Yes. Follow your heart and your gut, not mm-hmm. the latest Netflix documentary. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Or the latest trend. Oh my God. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's but. Real, It's amazing to hear a very wise dentist say all this. So thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> but thank you. You're so kind. Yeah. Well, let's do a couple quick listener questions then. Some really awesome ones came in. Um, since we've talked about the mouth breathing a bit, do you find taping your mouth at night is the best course of action or is there more to it than that? I love mouth taping. I love, 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 love mouth taping. But if you're severely congested, you're going to have a hard time accepting mouth taping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I have a lot of patients who are very resistant to that. Again, you know, they're resistant, not because, you know, they're, I mean, it's, they feel like they're going to suffocate. And I tell them, okay, I understand. You feel like you're going to suffocate, but why? 
because our noses are meant for breathing. Like our nasal hairs play a reason in filtration and getting you the proper amount of like the like pure oxygen. Our mouth doesn't filter like like our noses do. If you're congested, I would highly recommend sinus rinses, mm. uh, essential oils. I love Breathe by doTERRA. It's like on my nightstand right next to me every night. That's the last thing I do before I go to bed. Mm. Um, um, so essential oils, Neil Med, like Neil Med sinus rinse, the port, the Neta pot, the net, neti pot is that what they call it. Mm-hmm. I used it on my daughter. Um, every other night, every night I make ozonated water. I mix the saline as, uh, the baking soda and saline mix that comes with the kit, um, with that. And I rinse my nose maybe two, three times a week. Uh, if I'm like feeling like I'm starting to get sick or I'm getting congested, I do it a little more. And um, essential oil, rub it on your hand, cup it over your nose, and just take a nice deep breath. Um, I used to do like uh, the inhalation bath, like where I'd, I'd, I'd steam a lot of water on the stove and I'd put essential oils in it um, just to open up my sinuses. And then, yeah, you tape your mouth shut, shut your mouth. Because as your body gets used to nasal breathing, um, you'll be you'll, it'll, it's weird. You'll start being congested a lot less Mm. because the congestion increases when you're mouth breathing because your nose is like trying to overcompensate for something. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so important to, to mouth tape. I think it's like one of the simplest ways that you can optimize your overall health. It's not, I'm not even just talking oral health. I'm a dentist. I love oral health. Yes. But, um, I prefer you to, live a long, healthy life with a few less teeth, then, you know, it's going to protect your teeth. But what I'm trying to say is that the nitrous, the nitric, the nitrous oxide production that you get, the oxygenation, the proper filtration through your nose by far supersedes anything else in your body. And it's so important to have that. Um, Saliva contains a lot of the components for nitric, nitric oxide. And we need that to function properly. Um, so yeah. And then with no saliva, when you have dry mouth from mouth breathing, you relieve your, you rid your body of the immunity, your first ounce of immunity when a virus comes into your mouth or a, a certain a disease causing bacteria. So that your mouth is one of the first places for your immunity to occur. Mm. And when your saliva is there and all those antibodies are there, they can fight. When your saliva is dry, like what happens with people who suffer from dry mouth or mouth breathing, um, that immunity is depleted. Whoa. Yeah. We can have a whole podcast about just mouth breathing and dry mouth. Jeez, no kidding. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, 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 so important. It's one of those things I haven't tried yet. Um, so is there a specific tape you should try or can you use any tape? Yeah. I really like the tape called, um, Somnifix. Um, um, yeah, there, I, I have a code. I can send it to you if you want to share it with your audience, but, um, I'll look it up. I'm not even using my codes. I'm just so bad at that stuff, but, um, uh, it's, it's so nice. It goes on so well. There's like even a little slit in it. So it makes people feel like they aren't suffocating as much. And so if you put the mouth tape on and you wake up with it, voila, perfect. You are, uh, you can be a chronic nasal breather and that's what we want. That's the only Mm. thing chronic that we want, nasal breathing, mouth breathing. No, if you wake up with the mouth tape off, we need to find out the root cause of why you can't keep the mouth tape on. 
Ooh, see, now I'm like, ooh, it's a challenge. I want to see yes. how I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So order some. It's like the best 14 bucks you'll spend. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyone who comes into my house, like when my younger brother came to spend the night after like I discovered, I'm like, you can't spend the night until you mouth tape. Everyone who comes to my house gets a mouth tape sample. I'm like sick like that. <laughs> sick, sick. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I feel bad for my fiance, you know, like I'm like slowly making him like weirder and weirder. Like, hey, put your magnet on before bed and let's make sure the you know the room is pitch black and so now I'll be taping his mouth yes. shut and he'll be like what is oh happening oh my god <laughs> he'll thank you in a few years he'll be like I have the greatest partner alive yeah <laughs> I hope he thinks that he's yes. like you're crazy I'm positive he will just give him a few years yeah every once in a while my husband still buys Listerine and I, I throw it out for him slowly where he doesn't feel it See, and that's it's a good just wife. that's that's I, I, you know, you have to, it goes back to like the diet vegan thing, you know, we're programmed. Our, our, our minds are programmed. He's programmed that he needs Listerine for the freshness. I'm not going to fight him. I'm here to present him with the facts and slowly, I believe he'll stop buying that crap. But till then I'm just going to love him Mm -hmm. and send him great energy and I'm going to toss his Listerine slowly. <laughs> I have I have a little control over that. I don't have control over everybody's diets. Hey, he married a dentist, so yeah, exactly. I don't know what to tell him. Exactly, exactly. He's like, oh, if I have any problems, you'll fix it for me. I'm like, I don't want to fix anything preventable. Thank yeah. you very much. Seriously, that's so funny. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's okay. It's, it, it's all, it, all I'm trying to say is that we all have to have an open heart and just be open to listening Mm -hmm. and he started mouth taping so at least he's starting to do that and when and I I get a lot of family members and it's always the women it's like my husband isn't on board you know that he he thinks all this stuff is like stupid and expensive and this and this and this and that and I'm like just send him love you do you and let him do him whether it's a partnership whatever it is and I think in anything in life if someone's resistant to what you're saying um, and there's a lot of resistance in like Weston Price and the diet and meat and, and mouth taping and all that. But you do what you believe is right for you. Like before you pro- project anything on anyone, practice it. And then just your practice will, will show for itself and it will exactly. inspire people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Okay. Buying some mouth tape. It's my new yes. journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, another question was, does Invisalign negatively impact their teeth in the long term? Um, uh, s- super, super great question. Anything done by a practitioner who doesn't know what they're doing will impact you bad. So Invisalign is a beautiful technology. It just needs to be done by somebody who knows what they're doing. Hmm. I just got a question on Instagram today about what the best take-home straightening uh, kit is. There's no such thing as a great take-home straightening kit is. You're moving your teeth in the bone, in your jawbone, and you want somebody that is going to monitor your gums and your teeth, love, uh, your, 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 the bone around your teeth, and make sure that they're, leave, they're moving properly. Um, I don't believe in this take-home kits at all. For Invisalign, um, I think it's actually at the detriment of patients, and unfortunately, marketing companies have a lot of power. But it's really important for patients to be wary and not 
fall in for that marketing. So Invisalign mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful, I did Invisalign in my practice for five years. I just recently stopped because it just takes too much time and I'm too anal and, uh, and I'm so busy. I got so busy with the other stuff, but find a practitioner who's very well versed in it. And it's a great, great technology. Okay. Awesome. Um, do you think flossing or a water pick is more beneficial? I'll choose flossing any day. Both have pros and cons. Well, flossing only has pros. I don't think water picks should replace flossing. Okay. But for example, if you have braces, if you have dexterity issues, or if you're like in a hurry one evening and you don't have time to floss, yes, do the water pick. Use the water pick. If you can't floss properly because, you know, you have Parkinson's or you have a degenerative issue in your hands. Like I have some patients with muscular dystrophy. My mom has muscular dystrophy. It's hard for her to floss. Yeah, water picking is great to get the stuff out and then you can floss like once or twice a week and get more frequent cleanings. Mm, So water picks are great if they're used appropriately, but it does not replace a piece of floss going in and out between your teeth to properly clean your, um, your, your teeth. Okay. Okay. And then you alluded to this a little earlier, but you know, you're talking about pacifiers and it seems like a lot of people have tongue tie problems now um with their babies you know not latching so what would be your personal thoughts or you know if you had another baby right now would you do anything differently to hopefully improve their jaw being wide enough to fit all their teeth such a such a great question another podcast but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you uh, the the shortened version um So both of my daughters use pacifiers and for pretty much the same amount of time. One daughter has a lot of plenty of spacing between her teeth and my other daughter impacted her teeth. There's virtually no spacing. I'm going to post about that on Instagram really soon and I'm going to take pictures of both of their teeth. So each child is different. And as as from one mother to another caretaker or mother, um, it's so important to just give grace and love and know that we're doing the best that we can in the time that we're in. But mm-hmm. now knowing what I know, I would stop the pacifier at six months because at six months, that's when the emotional connection of the pacifier really, really forms. Before that, it is soothing. We're born to suck. It's a natural component. You see kids sucking their thumbs in utero. Um, so I'm, I, I needed the pacifier for my kid because I needed them to soothe. Uh, while I tried to take care of myself or while they slept, but I would definitely have stopped at six months and dealt with the burden of them losing the pacifier then. That would have been a few nights of sleepless nights Mm -hmm. um, and self-soothing nights uh, versus now I have to expand my daughter's mouth. But that being said, it, they call she, she also could have sucked her 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 thumb right and that's another thing you want to keep you don't want your child to depend on their thumb or their pacifier to self-soothe long term at all whatsoever um so i think the best pacifier thing should stop at six months and what else and, and oh um have them be drinking through a cup at six months and stop their baby bottle um if they are taking a bottle hmm. at one year Don't let them go past that. And that's something I did with both children. And one last thing I want to say, never let your body sleep. Never let your baby sleep with a bottle or just nursing. Nursing is amazing. I think breastfeeding is one of the number one things for jaw development and, and, and just proper nutrition for your baby. 
but to get them used to falling asleep on the breast while nursing will result in continual um, amounts of milk in the mouth and that will mess up the microbiome and it can cause cavities. Not the milk, but the milk sitting there for extended periods of time and it not being suctioned properly because they're pacifying on their on the breast. So I see that a lot in my office. So mm. just make sure that you clean your baby's mouth after they're nursing and it's just about getting them used to it, you know, programming them. Both of my kids would get their their mouth wiped down almost every night or every other night. Mm. Um that's so before before so when your baby's born start cleaning their mouth before teeth come in for two reasons for three reasons it prevents something called thrush which is a very painful fungal infection for you and the baby if you're breastfeeding it gets them used to having something in their mouth to clean their mouth so that makes transitioning to toothbrushing a lot better a lot a lot better and also you just keep their mouth clean so it's just so great to to keep the bacterial levels um in, in check and uh, have them have a healthy microbiome. Wow. I, again, I'm like, no one said any of this to me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. It's... Yeah. I've heard that there's some, you know, people saying, um, don't breastfeed your babies because it gives them cavities, which innately and intuitively is like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but oh my god! Please breastfeed your ch- children. I wish I was able to breastfeed mine longer than what I did. And if it's painful, get their tongue tie and and any lip tie checked. Please, please, please. You sh- it's breastfeeding can be such a beautiful thing, but you need to have the right support around you. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding does not cause cavities. It's the microbiome being offset by bad habits that's what causes the cavities. So right. yes. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm glad you're <laughs> clearing that up, just so we yes. all know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Please breastfeed your baby. It's so so good for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also nourish yourself while you're breastfeeding. Take care of your own teeth. Supplements, so, so important. Mm-hmm. My mind is like spinning after this episode. Aww. This is amazing. You are so knowledgeable. I feel like we need a six-part podcast series <laughs> together. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing and just showing what the new Norman dentistry can and hopefully will be to have a dentist who, again, dentists are doctors. They should be investigating with us and giving us a whole body approach to our health. And I'm not joking. I'm, I'm coming to California <laughs> to come see you. <laughs> well, I'd love to have you and, and thank you for spreading the word and having me on your podcast. It's an honor and um, the best is yet to come. That's what I always want to believe because I have children and the best has to come mm-hmm. for their sake. <laughs> yes, truly. Yes. Where can everyone find you? And uh, yeah, if they want to come out to Beverly Hills, how can they do that? Um People can find me on my Instagram. It's at Dr. Lydia, Dr. D-R-L-E-E-D-I-A. Or they can call my office at 310-271-1337. And um, our team will help them get set up for an appointment and and guide them. So, yeah. Amazing. What is your dental practice called? It's called Our Dental Group. I work with my two brothers. Well, now my one brother. So we're all dentists and I work with my older brother. So it's such a blessing to work with family because we practice in the same exact way. And uh, 
when I was on my maternity leave, he took care of all my patients so beautifully and we fully support each other with our patients. So it's great. Aww. So it's me and my brother. It's a family led practice. Uh, it's called our dental group. We're in the heart of Beverly Hills. Um, and uh, you can also email me at hello at drlydia.com uh, and also on my Instagram. Amazing. I hope everybody comes to see you. Let's just uh, overwhelm so your business. <laughs> I am booked out for the next like three and a half months right now, but um, it's such a blessing. But I, I just th think that when you follow your heart and you live your life with purpose, just really good things do happen to good people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so excited to uh, share more and hopefully train other doctors so that, you know, that wait list of ours does go down and uh, more and more people get served. Yes. And we would be happy to have you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. good. Because I'm coming regardless. So. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Lydia. Thank you so much for tuning into the Cyclical Podcast today. The best way you can support the show is by rating and reviewing the Cyclical Podcast on iTunes. It also means so much when you share this on Instagram and tag me. It helps me see what episodes really, really resonated and just keep the goodness coming. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you here next week.